The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Top five movies. Movies. Top five. Top five movies. Top five. Top five movies. Top five. Top five movies. Top five movies. Hey everybody, welcome to Top Five Movies. I'm John Burke, and with me this week is only Corey Starr. Hello, hello. Unfortunately, uh, we're recording at one a weird time, um, but. Uh, circumstances were unable to let all three of us be together as we usually are. Uh, so Mike is not on the podcast. However, we do have his list and we will be discussing his top five movie destinations, which is our, um, topic for this week. Uh, there's a new movie coming out on Friday, well, officially Friday, um, the Crimes of Grindelwald, which is a new Fantastic Beast film. And, um, that got me thinking about, uh, how cool Hogwarts is as a place, um, and Corey, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are a Harry Potter fan as well, right? Yes, but let me tell you about the sacrilege that is me. Um, oh. <laughs> my life. I really enjoy the movies. I haven't seen them in a while. Um, I think that I've seen all, I saw all of them or maybe most of them in theaters. Um, and I think they're really fun, but I just, and I like to read, but I'm a slow reader and I just can't dedicate that much of my life trying to catch oh. up with all of those books you know i mean there's only really eight that you have to read but oh, they're no. big sorry sorry seven there's eight movies because they split the last one in half and they the, the first two aren't very big they they get bigger after two um and I, i'm very late to the harry potter fandom i uh when i started teaching middle school i came across percy jackson and the olympians um, which is a uh, book series that is clearly inspired by the Harry Potter type franchise, except it's uh, set in America and it's uh, Greek mythology instead of um, wizarding and wiz- witchcraft. And that appealed to my taste a little more. So I started reading those and I, I read them so quickly because they are the first five are much smaller um, than the Harry Potter books. But I went through the first three and that was all there was at the time when I found them. And I found myself wanting more but not having any outlet for it. Which is actually when I got into, like, World of Warcraft and stuff, too. Because um, I kind of got into this whole, like, fantasy world that I would not really been into beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. But I started re- I watched the Harry Potter movies first. Um, and I think there was only up to... I know I saw Order of the Phoenix in the theater, because that was the one that was... When I got into it, that was the most recent one. Um, so I'd read all the books up to that point, I think. Uh too so I, I i've been a harry potter fan since whatever that was i don't remember the exact years 2008 2009 something like that um but you know considering i think the first book came out when i was in high school uh and or maybe even the first movie came out when i was in high school i don't remember for sure it was close to that um i you know I'm, i feel like i'm late to the the party but i've been a fan for a long time and my daughter is a huge harry potter fan um although she's still working her way through the books i think she's read three um but uh, Hogwarts, you know, you and I, we've been to Diagon Alley together at Universal Studios in Orlando um, because of Halloween Horror Nights, a tradition that we used to do when you would fl- uh, grace us with your presence in the month of October. Um, I mean, we can start GoFundMe's every year to, hey, you know. <laughs> bring Corey back to Florida. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, we did that the last time you were here, I think. We went and we rode the ride at, at uh, Diagon Alley and uh, the we- Gringotts ride. I think that 
our friend and I wrote it both years, the last two years I was there, and I think that we finally <laughs> tricked slash talked you into it. <laughs> yeah, the I'm last not. Time. <laughs> I'm not a fan of rides, listeners. Uh, it's not oh, my. It's not my thing. Um, but I did ride the Escape from Green Goss ride. Uh, I was not thrilled, but I did man up and uh, I kept my eyes open through most of it. I think I closed my eyes at oh. first, um, but I did. I did finally open up. Um, I get a little bit of motion sickness, and so. And I, I generally don't like not being in control of, of my body's movements, um, so rides do not appeal to me. And um, But I am a Harry Potter fan, so I felt compelled. And it's, you know, we drank some butterbeer, which is not alcoholic, just so everyone knows. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, Hogwarts is a place that I would love to visit, the real Hogwarts, of course, not just the, the recreation in Universal Studios. And I'm saying the real Hogwarts as if there were one. Not uh, like one of our our friends and uh, Instagram followers who posted that uh, she refuses to believe that it's not real. Uh, But, uh, you know, there are some very uh, iconic fictional places throughout film history. And that got me thinking for this week's top five that we should uh, we should do that. Um, And I got to I got to share something with you. We've never done like bits or routines but I had an idea while I was making my top five list. Like, oh. what if I played a character where I was really naive about the rest of the world? Like, I only know Florida. And so I, st- I kept all of my fictional places were actual places, but I didn't realize they were real. Like, uh, I was like, I yeah. want to visit the Rome in Italy. And you're like, that's a real place. I'm like, no, it's not. It's in Gladiator. It's a movie. You know, things like that. But I didn't do that. But I can. I was like... It would be funny if I just randomly picked like real things and. You know, I <laughs> oh my god! Visit. I can't even handle you. Uh, I feel like you should have gone with it for the first pick or two. Yeah. And just, you know, well, you could have gotten away with oh, it. Oh, and I could have played it very straight too. You wouldn't have known that I was just uh, <laughs> messing with you. I would like to go to the Empire State Building, like in Sleepless oh in Seattle. Uh, I'm out of here. Like you weren't just in New York earlier yeah, this right, year. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Goodbye. <laughs> no. Speaking of, a uh, little shout out to um, editor at, for BurkeReviews.com, David. Um, we He went with me to Tribeca this earlier this year, and his birthday was this past weekend. So first of all, happy birthday, my friend. Um, but he uh, decided to uh, – we have a friend whose job sends him all over the country, like constantly. He's training all these different companies um, the, with their software that they sell. And that our friend happened to be going to New York this week. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or something like that, and David decided to uh, hitch a ride. Um, got you know, bought his own plane ticket, but he's staying in the hotel with our friend, and um, yeah, like he he was so taken by New York and how great New York City is that he's been fiending to go ever since, and uh, he got the opportunity, so he jumped on a plane, took a couple days off for his birthday, and he's uh, in New York living it up. I'm a little jealous. I want to go to New York so bad. And you've not been to New York? I've never been to New York. I I don't when we, I went to San Francisco a few years ago. Um, it was during Fleet Week, which is like when it's super overcrowded in, in San Francisco. Yeah, but isn't I was that the Navy. It is, and so there's all sorts of people. And President Obama was there when I, when we were there at some point. So like they had roads hey. shut down. So I I didn't get like a traditional San Francisco experience, but I was extremely uncomfortable the whole time I was there. I just wanted to get out. And I, I thought I might have that feeling again in New York, and I didn't. And I, I was, I don't know, I loved being in New York, and I never thought I would feel that way. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a scaredy cat when it comes to certain things. Like, I get very sketchy around 
um, anybody, I guess. Like, I, I don't trust strangers. And so, like, and then you hear all the, the stories of New York and whatnot. And I never once felt that way when I was there. I was pretty comfortable. And uh, much like David, uh, I wish I was able to visit again more uh, more frequently um, because it was just a really cool experience. But, um, but we're not talking about real destinations this week, are we, Corey? No, no. <laughs> we're going to be talking about our favorite fictional places or, or at least five fictional places that we wish we could actually go to um for this week's top five and again that is in honor of fantastic beasts and i will say up front that i left hogwarts off of my list because it was the inspiration for the list um it is definitely a place that i would love to visit however i went with five different places um and i don't know about you but i had fun and yet a lot of challenges making this list this week like kind of deciding what what mattered to me as far as like travel and where i would want to go mm-hmm. um and also just i think when i think about some of these lists it's hard for me to you know well i take different tactics i did find there was like a, a few different like buzzfeed lists that type of thing that had done something like this so i had some to pull from but it didn't really give me anything i hadn't already thought of uh which usually is what those lists do this one this time i found like no i thought of those um like hogwarts was on like every list of course and um i i ended up going through like i'm like i just looked at my movie collection and i thought about you know where do they go there and then i thought about my personality and i am an indoorsy person Corey. there's not a whole lot of things that would make me want to be outside and that's when i started thinking about a lot of things like uh there's a lot of movies where where they go isn't somewhere that I would want to go. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's cool to watch. I'm content never being there myself. So, um, I feel like I'm pretty open to, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's funny. I, I found my list is, uh, I would say not necessarily predictable, but it's kind of, it's fun, but boring. It's safe. Like the places that I would go are all very safe. Kind of. There is a couple of caveats there, but, uh, overall, <laughs> It's not like I'm not going super exploring or putting myself in harsh environments where I would be uncomfortable. I went, I, I, it's that expression of know thyself. I, I know myself quite well and I, I know where, where I would not be comfortable. And even for fictional conversational topics, I decided to be true to who I am. So with that, um, you ready to get into our list? Yep. All right, listeners. So uh, this time, um, since Mike's not with us, uh, I'll be reading Mike's list uh, when we get to his numbers. But um, we go uh, this week. I'll be going first, then Corey, and then we will read Mike's list. Um, we do not know each other's list, with the exception of I know Mike's list for a change. Um, but we'll be revealing them for the first time. Uh, usually, we take bets on Mike's list. However, because I'm holding it in his hand, that would be unfair. Um, and by bets, we don't bet any actual money or anything. We're not doing anything. Whatever. Only. We're total gamblers. Yes. I have so much money to spare. Um <laughs> I bet pennies, uh, and even that I covet. Um, anyways, uh, Corey, let's make sure the listeners don't get anything ruined for him. Okay, guys, so we're gonna talk about these movies probably in great detail. You've been warned. Um, you can go to BurkeReviews.com and check out each of our top five lists, and we pretty much ran with this however we wanted to. Yeah, we didn't give too much like rules to the idea. It's just fictional destinations. Um, like we could have picked something very specific or the way Mike kind of went, um, he went a little more vague. So, um, I'm starting off and my movie is brand spanking new for my number five, Corey. 
Like, it's literally, mm-hmm. it came out this past weekend. Oh, heck. But it's also a place that many people are going to be familiar with. Except I decided, of the versions of this place, that I wanted the most recent version. And that is Whoville from The Grinch. And I am picking the 2018 Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, which I saw with my family uh, last evening. And I am on the positive side of this film. I actually very much loved it. Um, I thought there were some weak spots. But overall, I had a, a really good time watching it with my, my wife. Um, my daughter and her friends said a few rows up because they're teenagers and they're too cool for us. Um, although, truth be told, my wife makes him sit in front of us because she wants a date night. New thing. <laughs> Just started. I love um, it. Yes. That's great. Um, but... I, I love the design of Whoville in this movie. Now, I am a fan also of the Ron Howard uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas because I just love this story. I've been a fan of the Grinch since I was a little kid. Um, I saw that movie in the theater, the the Ron Howard's version with Jim Carrey, and then I went and saw this one this weekend. And again, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's a similar story. It's a different take on the character. Um, the original cartoon gives no backstory. Uh... Ron Howard's gives a, a one version of a backstory for why he's the Grinch. This one goes a different direction, and I, I really enjoyed this one more. Um, but especially, again, the design of Whoville. Um, like, the shops in the city, uh, it's m- much more massive looking in scope than the other versions. Um, the shops open up, like, their their walls, like, open outward. And it's just a really cool idea for, like, how everything flows. Obviously, this time, I would want to not just go to Whoville, but go during Christmas, because, man, do they know how to celebrate Christmas. And I am, um, I, I'm married to a woman who's been, we had our Christmas tree up a week before Halloween, and has had Hallmark Christmas movies on our TV nonstop since, in they, July. since I think, well, they showed them in July, and she watched them then, but they take them off the air and put them back on November 1st, and it's been on Hallmark since November 1st. Um... I've I've grown to really love the Christmas season, and uh, no choice. What better place than Whoville to celebrate Christmas? They get into the spirit so strongly, so much so, and I really thought the new version of the film uh, nailed it. And I I would love to go. And of course, um, you might be thinking, well, what about the Grinch? You know he's there. It's like, well, hold on. I could go after the finale of the film, which I don't feel like it would be a spoiler because it is a classic tale and most people have seen at least some version of it. But, you know, after he's already embraced the Christmas season, or again, even if it was before, he doesn't actually hurt anybody. It's not like I have anything to fear from any version of the Grinch, but um, I say Whoville is a place that I would love to visit during the Christmas time of year uh, to go shopping and to celebrate and maybe try some roast uh, beast because I'm curious if it tastes like roast beef or not. Or like chicken? Probably like chicken. Like everything else. It's the Matrix. You know how they do it. Um, but that's my number five. Uh, Corey, are you a fan of any iteration of The Grinch? I like the classic cartoon. You don't like the Jim Carrey, Ron Howard combo? Meh. I've watched like bits and pieces of that. I feel like <gasps> the classic is so good. It is. I don't need, I don't need anything oh. else. See, I don't, I don't have that mindset with things. Um, I'm okay with a different take, and I, I do think Jim Carrey's is funny. Um, it, you know, it expands. Jim it's, Carrey annoys the hell. Heck you out are of not me a sometimes. Jim Carrey fan. I forget that. Um, he's okay sometimes, but I'll take him in like his dramatic roles over his 
I can't even say what I want to say about his other roles. I can't you say know. much because I feel that way about Steve Carell. Like I'd much rather have the serious, dramatic Steve Carell than the comic one. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is the voice of the Grinch in the new animated movie, um, and then uh, the mother of Cindy Lou Who is voiced by Rashida Jones. Um, what? And, yes, yes, and they're uh, the narrator, which was I honestly think the weakest part of the movie is Pharrell Williams. Um, and what? yeah, and, uh, I don't feel like he has enough, like he doesn't sound, he's too monotone with his reading of the narration. Um, they changed some of the narration to fit the modern times a little bit. And I actually, I thought some of the changes were really good. I just felt like his delivery was a little lackluster. Um, and that was surprising because I am generally, I generally like Pharrell. I don't know. I haven't listened to a lot of his music, but I like Nerd back in the day or N.E.R.D. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like Happy. And, you know, it's it's, a, it's hard not to like that song in my opinion, even though it's been played to death. Uh, it is still a catchy song. So, um, but, uh, and then Keenan uh, Thompson, who's Saturday Night Live fame, but I've been a fan of since uh, Keenan and Kel and all that and Good yeah. Burger. And he, uh, they, they made a new character for him. Um, uh, I'm going to forget his brickle beard or something like that, who is just like this overly optimistic, a little, I don't know if you've ever so seen the complete opposite of, of the, the Grinch. Grinch. Yes, yes, exactly. So much so that he thinks this is not a spoiler. This is early in the movie that he considers the Grinch to be his best friend, which of course the Grinch does not ah! reciprocate. Um, but I, every time he was on screen, he cracked me up and it definitely pulled a little from his Bill Cosby impression. Um, just that kind of like overzealous, like you know, overemphasizing words and stuff, but I really, I, I, I don't know. That's the movie so just funny. clicked for me and I, I'm a big fan of the dog Max anyways. And the portrayal of Max in this film is super adorable. Um, I, I always know. love the pets and things. Yeah. And he's got total personality and they did a really good job. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, I thought it was really good. I don't know. I am a fan of, of most Chris, not, I don't generally like the Hallmark movies, but Christmas films do work for me again. I like the optimism. Uh, I spend so much of the year feeling a little pessimistic and a little cynical that uh, I allow myself the freedom to be happy during Christmas. And happy. Christmas movies work for me. As uh, I've noted before, um, It's a Wonderful Life is in my top 50 films of all time, not uh, just Christmas movies. So They're screening that, and I just don't know if I want to ugly cry in the theater. Oh, I, I've, I've gone the last two years to see it in the theater. Um, our theater seems to play it every year at Christmas Eve, and if it is this year, I shall be going again because it is one of my favorite films. Um, I'm, I am going to see Die Hard. Oh, if they're they're actually just screened Die Hard uh, yesterday. At yeah, the 30th AFC. anniversary. I think. Yeah, and so I I think they're doing another screening on Wednesday, but I'm supposed to go see Green Book. So, anyways, we don't want to spend all the time on the Grinch. So, Corey, let's go to your number five. Where where are you going? What's your destination? <sighs> Okay, so I did cheat. Um, my number five is Hogwarts. But I wouldn't say it's cheating, but <laughs> but I specifically chose from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, during because, the Triwizard Tournament. Um, I. It's because isn't this the movie that we meet Moaning Myrtle, and the talking photos that are going up the stairs. 
Like okay. the well, we're definitely not meeting Moaning Myrtle for the first time. She shows up in Chamber of Secrets, mm-hmm. and I am showing my Harry Potter nerddom a little strong. But see, I can't keep them all straight. It's just like, but this is the time that I remember. I just like loved, loved mm-hmm. the castle, and I'm calling it. It's a castle, right? Yeah. I would say it's a castle. Yeah, it's definitely castle like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I and mean, I just. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I mean, Hogwarts is a really cool idea like from that's one of the reasons why harry potter is so popular isn't just because of harry it's because of the world that jk rowling built and hogwarts is a a critical part of that world so totally i have to meet um luna though ah my friend from instagram uh and listener to the show would would agree she is a big fan of luna I just love her so much. Um, but that's my number five. And also I have a proposal that when I come home, we need to get a pass to Universal Studios because I need to spend some time there. Yeah, I really would day. love to uh, go again. I've only I've only been to both. I've only been to uh, Diagon Alley during Halloween Horror Nights, but I've been to the other one when it first opened. Um, I got to chaperone a field trip, and so I, got, I basically spent Ooh. my day at, in Hogwarts area. Um, I had both the pumpkin juice and several butterbeers. Um, way pumpkin too much sugar. Juice? Yes, it's only sold as a bottle, but that's one of the other drinks they have in Harry Potter, and I am a big fan of pumpkin. So I was immediately Same. like, I must have pumpkin juice. Um, it was it came in a collectible Basically. bottle with like a actual like pumpkin cap. I, oh. I kept it, but I don't know what happened to it. It's probably been thrown <laughs> away. But Well, that's my number five, guys. All right. Well, Hogwarts, a uh, place that I definitely would have had on my list if I did not feel the obligation to keep it off. Corey did not feel that same obligation, which is fine. I do what I want. That's right. Um, so Mike didn't go so general. Um, Mike did pick a real-life place for his number five, but in from a fictional universe, which is New York from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which if you oh. are familiar with the Marvel Universe, so many heroes are cent- centered around New York City. Uh, that's where the first Avengers uh, film is, you know, much of New York is destroyed. Uh, damaged and destroyed um dr strange's uh sanctum oh i'm gonna forget the name it's sanctum santa oh man anyways that's there um uh spider-man homecoming takes place in new york i mean so so many of the movies uh obviously captain america's from uh, brooklyn um i think i hope i said that right um or the bronx maybe he's from bronx anyways lots of lots of marvel stuff in new york so perfectly uh, makes perfect sense to do that. Even though it is a real place, it is different in the Marvel Universe. There's uh, buildings that exist that don't exist in the actual New York City. Um, if you've played the new Spider-Man game for the PS4, you get to explore that version of New York uh, very extensively, and it's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's a really cool pick from Mike uh, to go with that, to maybe potentially experience all the various elements of it. I mean... You even have to question um, the Daredevil elements of Hell's Kitchen and stuff from the Netflix series are technically a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they reference the events of New York from the Avengers film. So you could even potentially pull those in. So I think that's an awesome pick from Mike. Uh, what about you, Cor? What do you think of Mike's pick for number five? I think that's a fun pick. I would definitely want to come in contact with some superheroes, but... Um... Also, our IP, Stanley. <laughs> oh yeah, how timely! Um, that we we were normally recording this on Sundays. We had to record on Monday, uh, this week, um, because circumstances got out of hand yesterday. 
and uh, we're recording really late, which is why Mike's not with us um, as of now. But uh, yeah, Stan Lee passed away today, and definitely, um, I mean, anytime someone we look up to passes away, it's sad. But at the same time, I look at um, we've known he's been sick, and he's ninety five. But what a legacy he has left behind, and he will never. I can't imagine a world oh where he's God. forgotten. You know. Can we please talk about something for a moment? Sure. He was married to his wife for 70 years. I know. Yeah, Kevin Smith Until is... Until she died? I believe so. Uh, a few years yep. back, yeah. Um, Kevin Smith was really close with Stan Lee, and uh, if anyone, any listener of this podcast knows Kevin Smith is a hero of mine that I have followed, and um, he inspired me to start podcasting and all sorts of other things, and um, he's told the story uh, when when Stan got really sick and had to like cancel a con a few years ago. Um, he told that story about his wife and like how she was always there and always supportive and just yeah such i mean as if his legacy of being like a comic book guru wasn't so strong um then you have stuff like that where you just hear these awesome stories about how great a person he was too and uh that's always refreshing to have stuff like that um yes especially in hollywood yeah especially in in the entertainment industry in general regardless of i guess geographical location it's it's so often (sighs) depicted especially now we're seeing the horrid truth of, of the entertainment industry. So hearing positive things um, about the people that we look up to uh, is always good. So, um, And I'm sad. I am very sad that he's passed. Uh, but, you know, rest in peace, Stanley and Excelsior. All right. Um, on that note, that's Mike's number five, the Marvel Cinematic New York city and we're going to go to my uh number four which to be honest i've done no research to find out if this place does exist as an actual uh location however i know the version that i'm picking does not exist um and that is uh, i'd like to go to hill valley california in the year 2015 um oh yes back to the future part two from 1989 um i am a if no secret a huge back to the future fan it's in my top five movies all time um back to the future 2 is my the weakest in terms of plot and story but it has some of the coolest visuals and the future hill valley is one of my favorite places in movie history like i love the hoverboard i love jaws 19 coming down and trying to bite him i love the flying cars and the uh you know self-drying jacket and auto adjusting jacket and the self-lacing shoes i mean what about that world was not something we were looking forward to as kids growing up you know i saw back to future 2 in a double feature with back to future 3 at our mugs and movies like i guess 1990 or whatever year back to future 3 came out and i was just blown away by the future world and for most of my life i wanted a hoverboard you know and then 2015 rolled around and they're putting you know these weird you know what essentially are uh Oh man, my brain's not functioning. But you know the quote-unquote hoverboards that have two wheels and people scoot around on. Not a hoverboard, everybody. No. Not a hoverboard at all. And uh, I really would love to be able to visit Hill Valley in 2015 from Back to the Future too, because my God, how awesome would that be? Weird. Oh, so so <laughs> many words. In fact, I know uh, it's so hard because I talk all day at work. You know what I mean? And I. I feel like I'm a pretty quiet person most of the time. Yeah, so. I have no idea what that's like. I mean, I, I just work with 140. Yeah, students. but you you enjoy talking. Oh, 
I'd like for the record to be put out there that I don't make Corey do these podcasts. (laughs) He doesn't. But it was like a life goal to not say more than, you know what I mean? To be like clear and concise and all these things. And I've really worked at it. And I'm really bad with words anyways. God, you've seen me like try to write reviews. I want to pull my hair out and shoot myself in the foot simultaneously. So that would be impressive. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I loved these movies when I was a kid, though. And I always get them mixed up is the bad thing this um is when because i haven't seen them in a long time i watched actually i saw the first one i don't think i ever watched the third one maybe so the second one i remember now they have like the i'm the worst i'm sorry you have to watch the trilogy like it's so great it's so much fun and the third one is underappreciated in my opinion because of the awesome western homage um that zemeckis does oh i i love the trilogy i especially love the first and third when i was a kid I, Marty McFly is, well, Michael J. Fox, but Marty McFly. Michael J. Fox. I, like, watched shows I didn't even, I watched the show he was in when I was a kid, and I kind of had no idea what was going on, but I loved Michael J. Fox, it was fine. I'm like, okay, cool. I read about it now, and I'm like, what? But, I think that... Well, I guess that's all we're going to get. If Mike were here, he'd have a lot to say. Um, (laughs) So, let's... uh, Go to Corey uh, for her number four. Okay. So I had to pick this one. It's from the original film. I chose Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. All right. All right. Because why not? It's so whimsical and, I mean, candy everywhere. I promise that I'll follow the rules. Unlike Violet. Um, I don't know. There's just something about that movie that is so fantastical mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and a chocolate river come on well i'm gonna break protocol and i'm not gonna talk about this movie just yet because i will talk about it later um so instead uh i'm gonna go to number four for mike um and mike went with an interesting one um he went with christopher nolan's interstellar's earth um so a place that we are but in a like kind of dystopian time period where everything's d- dying, the world is coming to an end. It I really wish he'd given me notes on why he picked this one, because the whole point of Interstellar is trying to get off of Earth, so to save humanity, and yet he wants to visit it. So, wow, you know, it's I, I like... well, but yeah, but why visit? Like, I mean, not saying it wouldn't be interesting, but it's I'd like to hear his rationale. Um, might have to even ask him on the next episode just to kind of why would you want to visit i mean a couple of these are tough i think the next one especially if i remember this film correctly um for his number three but for his number four earth now you and i are both big interstellar fans in fact all three of us were huge interstellar fans on our uh space movie episode i think it was in our one and two for um everybody and yet not once that i think i wanted to visit uh any of the planets from interstellar uh what do you think about this um yeah no so everyone that's that has listened to that i'm terrified i'm i could never be an astronaut i just couldn't do it because it Mm. terrifies me and yeah so i don't want to go to outer space guys so i'm just not even interested um so chill out elon musk stop hitting us up on social media yeah boy calm down um and like seeing like any time that I I know that we're killing the earth and I feel like a 
horrible person often enough. Um, and like, even when, you know, watching Wally or anytime that just, I don't know, it just makes me really sad and it's not reversible. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go. Well, it's, I'm curious. Maybe he wants to be a part of the group that saves, like, saves humanity. I, I'm not sure, but I am, I'm intrigued by his selection there because he can go to any fictional world in movie history and he picked to go to Dying Earth and Interstellar. So. Even the beginning when they're having all those dust storms and mm-hmm. aren't they trying to go, like, to a baseball game and it's just, like, horrible. I just, yeah. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to see that. I agree, uh, but I'm uh, doesn't not to diss Mike. I'm just really curious. I no. wish he was here to tell us more about it. Um, that said, I think most people, especially kids, would want to go for my number three, which is um, I'm going to say where, but then I'm going to tell you which movie. So I would love to visit the North Pole, and by the North Pole, I do mean Santa's workshop at the North Pole, right? And this has been de- depicted in tons of different ways. And I thought about several versions that I would want to visit. Um, I mean, even, I don't know if you saw Fred Claus. That was the Vince Vaughn, <laughs> Paul Giamatti, slight disaster of a, of a holiday movie with Kevin Spacey as a villainous character. Um, oh. That North Pole is still really cool, but that's not the one I picked. No, no. And then I thought, I know Elf. that one you picked. Which one do you think I picked? I think that you picked... Polar Express, but they never actually get to the North Pole, do they? No, they totally do. Yeah, that's a big do part they, of the That's movie, right. right. That's where they have, like, the, the big... Yeah, never mind. But that's not what I picked. Um, instead, I went with one of my favorite, uh, and probably the best Tim Allen performance outside of Buzz Lightyear in 1994's The Santa Claus. I love the North Pole in that movie so much. The elves are really cool. I love the costume design of that Santa Claus. Um... The idea of, uh, I believe it's Judy's hot chocolate, which is supposed to be the best hot chocolate ever. I would totally want a glass of that. I, I, this has been a film that I've watched. Uh, I saw it in the theater in 1994, and I've probably watched it most Christmases ever since. Um, and again, I said I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. Um, I love the design of the North Pole. So when I was thinking which North Pole would I visit, it was a toss up between this and Elf. Uh, but this one is more my type of North Pole because they're they're constantly like technologically advancing they're trying to like be the next generation North Pole where Elf looks kind of more like the uh, the old Rudolph cartoons you know um, for the, the Christmas specials which is great but not my um, not my first pick apparently as I'm going to say I would like to visit the Santa Claus's North Pole okay Have I never seen it I'm guessing no I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it, I think, uh, but no. Yeah, it doesn't work for everybody. I, I think this is a really fun movie. Um, I like the, the the design for Santa Claus is so iconic to me. Like, he just looks so awesome when he becomes Santa throughout the course of the film. And I like uh, the character arc. It, it is, you know, it's strong in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I, I like the movie. So that's my number four. Um no, that's not my number four. That's my number three. And that means we're going to your number three. What you got, Corey? Okay, so I love creepy things, which you know, but I had to choose, I had to pick Allerdale Hall from Crimson Peak. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um. So I know it's a set, but it's absolutely beautiful. 
I wouldn't want, I get really cold easy though, <laughs> so I wouldn't want to like stay overnight or anything, but I just think that it's beautiful. Yeah. And I've never been in a castle. I mean, aside from all the murders and such, but, um. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to marry him. It's okay. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm already married, which that didn't stop him, but. Yeah. <laughs> I have to revisit this every, like, so often. I just watched it, I think, last month. I just love it. And. Again, sacrilege, but this is probably my favorite Guillermo del Toro film. Wow. Sorry, not sorry. That is a hot take there, folks. Um, not many people would rep that movie as their favorite, but it is it is underrated, uh, I think, for sure. Um, Alright, so for Mike's number three, we're going, uh, we're going horror. Um, he wants to go to, um, I believe it's pronounced Midian from Nightbreed. From a 1990s Clive Barker film that stars Craig Schaefer, David Cronenberg. Um, I mean, I I believe uh, this is the premise. A troubled young man is drawn to a mythical place called Midian, where a variety of friendly monsters are hiding from humanity. Meanwhile, a sadistic serial killer is looking for a patsy. Um, so, it kind of sounds cool. It says friendly monsters. So, <laughs> I have not seen this film. Um but there's a serial killer and monsters in a town called Midian. Um, there's some cool looking monster design on the box art. And it looks very eighties for a 1990 movie though, boy, I'll tell you what. That's okay. We, we, until like 91 or 92, it was still real heavy. Um, I mean, I'm Google imaging it and I, you know, there's a cemetery with lots of mausoleums. I'm into that. Oh, all right. I think it's rad. Yeah. I, I'm again, know thyself i would uh you know i like a good haunted house oh i just thought of another good one um man okay um i'm adding that to my like... honorable mentions okay good i was like uh, don't forget don't forget no no i i'm typing it uh because um i i you know i like a good haunted house but i don't know that i want to be in an actual place where scary stuff is happening um uh-huh. so i think i'll you know back up away from that one from mike but i totally get why mike would pick that um yeah, uh, n- unfortunately, neither of us have seen that movie, so we can't. Add I much need to, to it. watch it so uh, bad. I haven't seen a lot of Clive Barker stuff, but I think it's cool that David Cronenberg's in it. Um, all right, so my number two, I I I kind of stayed true to like my top five movies of all time, except I took one deviation. Um, Jurassic Park is in my top five movies of all time, but I don't want to visit Jurassic Park from Jurassic Park because uh, it's not it's not finished. I want to visit Jurassic World before the events of Jurassic World take place. We are told that Jurassic World has been open for a while when uh, finally things go wrong. But that means there's a time where you could safely go and see the real-life dinosaurs and leave without being murdered by you know horrific pterodactyls. So, I really would love to be able to go and see the dinosaurs, you know, and have those awe-inspired moments like Grant and Ellie had in the first movie and um you know not witness death and torture and mayhem but you know go a few weeks before the Indominus okay Um, okay so I think we need to talk about something it's sad the humans die but those dinosaurs though I cried are we talking from the new one or from that one oh yeah sorry Okay, yeah, because no, agreed, agreed. But, uh, because that's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That's not even at the Jurassic, well, 
it's not officially it's a Jurassic World. It's another island. There's all sorts of islands. Um, I gotta say, Bryce Dallas Howard has a new uh, photo on IMDb, and it does not look like her to me. Like, it looks way different than I'm used to seeing her. It's really weird. Um, but I am one of the few people who argued for Jurassic World. I, I enjoy it. I was able to turn my brain off and have a great time. Unfortunately, Fallen Kingdom didn't give me that same feeling. Um, a lot of it didn't work, but I, I do like Jurassic World. I love Jurassic Park. Lost World has some really cool sequences. It also has some really dumb sequences, including a gymnastics moment where a girl kicks a, a raptor. But uh, and Jurassic World 3 is, is relatively garbage, except you get Grant back, which is awesome because Grant is an awesome character. Um, but there's definitely problems with Jurassic Park 3. But the first Jurassic Park one of my favorite films of all time and it's definitely a, a place that i would uh have to go if i could um i mean imagine all those cool things you get to see in jurassic world like the little weird orb car thingy you know where it's like like a hamster ball for people like that would be really cool like to ride along a dinosaur to run yes um and so this is probably the the riskiest of all of my uh my things because you know there's there's a history that things will go wrong at Jurassic World Endor Park. Um, but I, I would take the risk because it's something I would really love to experience. So that's my number two. I feel like it would be a really cool place, but then when anything went wrong, I would just be way too invested and be even more sad. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess imagine if like we were sitting at home and like the news came on and like Disney World's like, oh, the animatronics came to life and started eating the patrons. <gasps> You'd be like, oh, man, I really like Disney World. Now what? Creepy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Haunted, the Haunted Mansion. Never again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, <clears throat> all right. That's my number two. Let's hear from you, Corey. What do you got? Okay. So, this is from a movie this year. I couldn't leave it off of my list, though. I chose, because this is totally a place I would go. I I don't know. Um, I chose Red Hook Records from Heartbeats. Wow. Oh my god, that's such a good pick. Oh, I'm so I, jealous. Listeners, I collect records. I have a very carefully, you know, I, you know, it's a big thing to me. And, but I only want to go if Nick Offerman's going to ring me up and give me a high five and maybe a fist bump. Or smoke a cigarette <laughs> and listen to, to Wilco while he's... <laughs> yes! And then Jeff Tweedy's like, oh, it's good. Yeah, I would just die. Yeah, um... Oh, that's a really cool pick. And then um, I'd go have a beer at Ted Danson's bar. But I yeah, can't remember if you're already there, you go to that bar, right? <laughs> yeah. Listen, folks, if you skipped Hearts Beat Loud or if you've never even heard of it, um, one, you haven't <sighs> been keeping up with BerkReviews.com. Shame, Two, shame. Um, I, one of my favorite movies of the year, it is Pure Joy. Um, you get Nick Offerman, Tony Collette. Um, oh, I'm going to forget her name. I know, the daughter. I'm forgetting, Oh, she's too. so great, too, in this movie. She's been in some bad movies as well, but she's great in this movie. And then Sasha Banks, who... Kersey Clemens? Kersey Clemens. And then Sasha Banks, who uh, made her debut with American Honey a couple years ago. Um, and then she had a big year for oh. me, because she's in Hearts Beat Loud, but she's also in The Miseducation of Cameron Post, um, and was terrific in both of those films. Um, oh, man. And Ted Danson in, in Hearts Beat Loud. Just so funny. Um, you, if you didn't see it, just buy it. It's, it's available digital. Don't, don't rent it, buy it, add it to your collection and, and then write me a personal thank you note. Um, and Corey for bringing it up on this episode because you'll be, you'll be so grateful. Um, it's so good. And I think that Nick Offerman's excitement in this movie is just 
so contagious. Mm-hmm. Like, when he first... Sorry. Spoilers. They write a song together, and it gets released, and he hears it in a coffee shop, and he's just like, oh my god, this is my song, and it's just so fun. Or that's my daughter. I don't know. Anytime Nick Offerman shows joy is, like, the happiest thing in the world to me. Like, when if you go back through Parks and Recreation, the two or three moments where he's exuberated, uh, like, when he sees little Sebastian for the first time. Yes, the excited little, like, oh my god. Um, it is like the most joyous thing in the world to me is watching Nick Offerman be happy because he, he has such a great resting mean face that seeing a smile on his face brings me so much joy. Like I can't even explain it. It's just, it's instant optim. Like I see that smile on his face and I am, my spirits are lifted so much because of it. And, uh, hearts beat loud nails that, um, in every way. I mean, just awesome. Oh, good pick, Corey. I, I love talking about that movie. I can't. I have not got to rewatch it since I purchased it. I did see it twice in the theater. Um, I have been wanting to watch it with my wife. I've not been able to. Oh, she's gonna love it, and Taylor will love it too. Taylor, Taylor went with me the second time I saw it, and she did love yes. it. Um, okay. All right, Mike's pick. I knew this would be on there because uh, Mike is a huge advocate for the books, and also the David Lynch film uh, Dune, um, and he would like to visit uh, the Dune uh, universe specifically. Arrakis and the House of Treaties, homeworld of Caladan. Or that might just be homeworld Caladan because it doesn't say of. I added that. And then he has, a, I think, a zip code. What? That's I don't, so awesome. I don't know. There's it's a it's a six a five digit number that I don't recognize as a year unless it's supposed to say 1991. Um, but uh, now I'm apprehensive about reading because I don't know if it's some accidental accidental number. But uh, yeah, the Dune universe. I have not seen David Lynch's Dune, although they are, uh, Denis Villeneuve is in the process of making a Dune movie. Uh. Um, it's, but it's Denis. He did, a, he did, um, Blade Runner 2049 and he did Arrival. Um, sorry, I was getting names mixed up. Yeah, I'm no, really bad no. With names. this is a director we look highly on, especially his sci-fi stuff. So I am excited to see his take on Dune. Um, David Lynch is a director that Mike is a big fan of. And so it makes perfect sense that... Uh, while many people don't love the Dune vert movie that he gave the world, Mike does. And so not surprised at all that it's on his top five. And I know, Corey, like myself, you've not seen Dune, right? I haven't. I think that we're going to have to have like a sci-fi <laughs> month or something. Ah, I'm all for that. Um, I think yes. we might be doing that. Um, but that leads us to our number one, which you should already know what mine is. Um, <clears throat> because I didn't talk about it when you did. And that is uh, The Chocolate Factory in Willy Wonka and The Chocolate Factory from 1971. Um, most importantly to me, and this is, uh, I can't help it, but I want to go to the room where everything is edible. Um, because, <laughs> oh man, what a field day I would have with all the, you know, I want to bring a coffee mug to dip in the chocolate river. And I want to eat the blades of grass that apparently are some type of candy. And I just really want to know what kind of candy the grass is. Is it licorice? Is it, you know, mm. what is it? Uh, those giant mushroom things that you see Ver um, Veruca like just like shoveling like cream from. I want to. I just want to know what everything is more than anything. Just like what is it all? Because yes, it's edible. But what does that mean? Is it just sugar? Does it all just taste the same? Is it like chicken? You know, like the like candy equivalent of chicken, or do, okay. do they, you have a multitude of flavors? I just mean to say that it all tastes the same. You know, there's no distinctive. You could eat anything and it'll all just taste like candy. 
I want to try it. Um, and as long as nothing tastes like red vines, I'm good. Or black licorice. I don't like black licorice, and I I am a Twizzler man. I don't understand Same. red vines red versus vines, Twizzler. They're disgusting because they're, like they're the... cherry flavor. Strawberry is the way to go, folks. I'm sorry. Um, but oh well, yeah, they are. They're a different texture for sure. But Twizzlers are also strawberry, and red vines are cherry, and I think that is a significant difference. Um, but. I uh, I would really really love to go to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for many reasons. One, uh, that version Gene Wilder, still there. I know. You know he he's pure imagination, and we can sing songs, and he can you know. I don't I'm know. Still really sad about um, that. I do want to point out though. I mentioned there that there were multiple movies, uh, on my list that could be dangerous, and I gotta say, going to this Chocolate Factory has proven to be dangerous. Um, many people don't make it out safely. And also diabetes. And obviously sugar, yes. Very, uh, very dangerous to eat so much sugar. Um, I definitely have to exercise. I don't know, uh, if all the Oompa Loompas, um, are going to be there, you know, to sing a song about me and my diabetes. So, um, I don't currently have diabetes and I apologize if I've offended anybody who does. Corey started it. Blame her. Uh, oh, God! <laughs> Throw me under the bus! Oh, God. I'm ready to talk about my number one. Well, let's hear your number done. one, Corey. What do you got? Okay, this one's no surprise, but I had to choose Spectre, Alabama from Big Fish. A little bit of a surprise. Um, You're not surprised at all, actually. Oh, okay. Um, are you? <laughs> I, you know, um, I have not watched Big Fish all the way yet, so I, I forget that it's such a big. you're such a fan of it. I love it. And I just believe that if Tim Burton would have stopped here, he, but no, he had to go on and make crummy movies. But this movie, it's so beautiful. And actually, when I win the lottery, you can go to an island in Alabama and the set is still there Mm. for Spectre. And they still have the shoes thrown over the line and, but it, obviously has been abandoned since oh for 15 years now um so nature's reclaiming it and apparently i was reading there are goats there um on this island but i just love it i love again he just captures that like whimsy and i don't know optimism and i love seeing him there even though he does decide to leave but Hmm. Well, um, I don't have much to add, unfortunately, because I have yet to see it all the way through. I have watched part of it. I didn't stop because I didn't like it. I stopped something. I think Kathy needed me to do something or whatever, and I never got back to it. Um, and I've been meaning to rewatch it. I just have not done so. Because it so. has Billy Crudup in it, if nothing else. Well, I'm a big Ewan McGregor fan. I just haven't gone back to it. Um, He's so charming. He is. Uh, He's a jerk in real life. <laughs> oh, that's not... I don't like hearing that. Um... Well, Mike's number one is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Universe. Um, time is an illusion. Lunchtime doubly so. Uh, I I've seen the movie two or three times. I am a fan of it. Sam Rockwell's in it, so that gets points. And then Martin Freeman's in it, and that gets points. And then Corey, your favorite actress, Zoe Deschanel's in it, so that gets points. Oh, so um, that's why I haven't watched it. <laughs> kidding um and most deaf is in it who i think is underrated most of the time and he's really fun in this movie um he's not most deaf anymore i forget what he his actual name now but um it's a really cool film i wish i could speak more to the universe 
Uh, I know Mike would have some really awesome notes to add, but uh, that is where he would want to go. And that leads us, because um, Corey hasn't seen it, uh, leads us to our honorable mentions um, for the episode. Top five movie destinations. Um, my honorable mentions. Uh, L.A. from Blade Runner. Either one, like regular or 2049. I could go either version of that. Uh, Wakanda from Black Panther. Uh, also from this year, but man... What a cool place uh, Wakanda looked to be. Like, all the technology and everything else. Just, uh, and oh, man, what a cool... And you'd be one of the first people to step foot there because only Wakandans were there until the events of Black Panther. Spoiler. Um, the Chaos Theater in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World because um, it's a cathedral for modern entertainment, and why wouldn't I go? Um, this one I was torn about, Corey, because our the premise is to, is to go to fictional destinations but this one is technically a fictional destination inside a fictional destination. Um, and it's the Oasis from Ready Player One. Because the virtual reality is such a cool concept there. It's like what we've always wanted virtual reality to be. You know, where you can do anything and be anyone. And I really love that idea a whole lot. Um, I, I had to put Bedford Falls from It's a Wonderful Life. Be- because I love that movie. And so what an idea. And then in that house that they buy and they fix up yeah yeah for sure um i love old houses i picked the continental from john wick the awesome <clears throat> hotel uh i don't know if i would have coins to like be allowed inside of it or not but maybe i can be like a busboy for the day or something um i went i went kind of old on this one uh the richie rich's house from the richie rich uh macaulay culkin movie um, oh heck yeah because it's freaking awesome right and um, the one I thought of while we were talking, when I mentioned the, uh, I love going to like the haunted houses and stuff was Hellfest from Hellfest. That movie sucks, but man, Hellfest oh, would be man, amazing. That makes me sad. Yeah. The movie's not good, but the, the festival or the haunted, the traveling haunted houses that they, that they get to go to freaking cool as heck. And I would love to go to that. So, um, assuming that there's no murder in the time that I go, mind you. Yeah. We have asterisks all over the place with this list. Like yeah. I don't want to be killed anywhere. But that's part of it. You know, if you're getting to travel there, I think you get to be, have that caveat. Um, like the Continental, like I don't – the safety of that place is that you can't do any business on the grounds. So like the murderers that are there can't murder me there. So I feel like that one's safe on its own because it has, you know, rules. Uh, questionable in John Wick too. But if in John Wick, those rules are upheld. Um, and then, Corey, do you have any honorable mentions? Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, so I tried – I was going to unfollow you on Instagram, and I'm sorry, oh. but I had this on my list, and then I saw somebody else say it, and then I took it off. Ah. I had the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yeah. I consider that as well. The Inventor's Castle from Edward Scissorhands. See, Tim Burton was a master. True. Um, Middle Earth from Lord of the Rings. Again, I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Empire Records. And Silent Hill. Oh my although... God! Hold on, Empire Records is great. I wish I had put that on here. Man, that's a good one. But I'm only sorry. if like Johnny Wentworth can ring me up, please, um, <laughs> or Corey. Um, and then Silent Hill. But there, you can go to the town that Silent Hill is based off of. Um, I forget what kind of uh, uh, mines or something that they have underground, and they've like completely ruined the roads there's like smoke coming up all the time there are fires always um most of the town has been abandoned but there are still like a handful of people who live there 
and I would even I would love to go to that real town. But. Wow. Well, Mike yeah. picks uh, his honorable mentions are Narnia, um, the Star Wars universe, which I am obviously a big Star Wars fan, and I think you are as well. But yet, neither of us had Star Wars anything because I couldn't think of a place where I would be okay. Like uh, Tatooine's a desert. I don't want to go there. And then like yeah. Hoth, you know, horrible snow planet. I don't want to go there. I just want to hang out with on. Yeah, I mean, I thought maybe just saying the Millennium Falcon, but that's not, you know, a destination. That's the travel mechanism of a destination. So then I was like, well, you know, if you could go to the Death Star before it gets blown up, that would be kind of cool. But at the same time, not really. And then, um, you know, I wouldn't want to go visit uh, um, um, my brain. is I, I drank some uh, bedtime tea before we started recording, and I think it's kicking in because I'm feeling a little drowsy. But... Uh, what what is Alderaan? Like I wouldn't want to be on Alderaan because what if you're there right before it blows up? You're like, hey, this place Ooh. is gore- dead, and you know I don't want to do that. So um, I couldn't think of anywhere in the Star Wars universe that I would actually feel comfortable visiting, with the exception maybe of Lando's Cloud City, um, and even that though. Like I was like, yeah, but it's like floating vicariously. I'm I'm apprehensive. Um, Mike also had Jurassic Park, uh, The Matrix, which I had The Matrix and forgot to say it. Um, and then the Harry Potter universe, which totally makes perfect sense. Um, uh, and before we wrap up completely, um, we did have some listeners, as you mentioned on my, on Instagram, uh, share some of their places. Um, we had big tuna, uh, who's been on our podcast. Um, he put Pandora from avatar, I think eight times. Um, he spammed me with Pandora because I am an advocate of anti James Cameron. I would not expect him to like that movie. Yeah, he does very much, actually. We fight on it all the time. Um, he also put James Cameron's version of the Titanic, which my wife said as well. Um, I mentioned uh, Hill Valley 2015. Um, one, or one of our uh, followers said that, which I agree with completely. Some brave soul said Zombieland. I don't know why they would want to be in Zombieland. I mean, I love the movie. But if you get to hang out with Tallahassee, it's okay. I, you're not wrong. I mean, everyone who's with him seems to be okay, except for his son. Ouch. Spoiler. Um, Grand Boomer's Hotel. Uh, Matt, from what I watched, and I said Tatooine, which, again, it's a desert planet, buddy. Uh, I guess maybe you can go to Mos Eisley, but then, you know, you're going to get harassed by people. I, I just, it just, again, I know myself. Um, and we had the Shire, which is part of Middle Earth. Um, and obviously, the Lord of the Rings is a really cool universe and definitely would be one. Uh, worthy of travel and that folks is our episode our top five movie destinations um where would you want to go we'd love to hear from you you can reach out to us uh on social media i am at burke reviews uh b-e-r-k reviews Corey at Corey r star two r's on the end and you can follow mike um at server monkey on any of uh the social medias twitter instagram etc um we will be back in two weeks with another Top 5 Movies. Hopefully the whole team will be reassembled um, and everyone will have a f- functional schedule because it'll be the end of Mike and my Thanksgiving vacation uh, when we record next. So uh, in the meantime, folks, subscribe and like our podcast. If you have the, a chance to please rate and review it, helps us find new listeners. And then it's important to remember always, folks, keep watching movies. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight Show's filmtastic selection of podcasts 
covering the entire movie verse, there's something for everyone, so come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.